All right, we did it. Yay. We did it. <laughs> Yay. Um, okay, I'm planning on calling the last episode Man's Hubris. So just FYI, <laughs> because it's so fucking long on just one episode of this. Mm -hmm. And my hope is we don't go that long this time. However, of all the episodes to start on, not going that long. The one where we where we get introduced to Fork is perhaps perhaps not the one, but uh, we're gonna try. We're gonna try. I'm probably gonna cut that a little bit, and part of it will be the intro. But I'll do the real intro now, which. And then we'll introduce ourselves, Kevin, Molly, Al, and Matt. Oh, God. I, wait, uh, can we, like, I didn't come up with anything. How do you guys come up with new things to say yeah, every time? Yeah, this is just <laughs> on the fly. If I don't go first, follow up. Otherwise, just yeah. what I'm doing. Uh, I can always make something up. Uh, I have Why are enough... we all sad boys? <laughs> yeah. We're... I was going to say how I was addicted to Hades. Because I can't stop. I've been up to like 3 a.m. multiple days in a row playing this fucking game. <laughs> My girls okay, and so... I are going through Mario 64. We just finished Ooh. Tiny Huge Island. Nice. Still playing WoW Classic. Now and forever. The past it's 15 years. You won't even watch the... Yeah. You know what? Let's just start this intro. I've got, I've got okay. my thing. All right. Well... Welcome everyone. We're back. Uh, we're 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 here. We're in charge. We're ready to go into some galactic history, future, past, etc. Um, so welcome once again to Galactic History One Hundred and One, where this week, uh, instead of the lies I told last week, we will be looking at uh, the next part chronicled in the anime Legend of the Galactic Heroes. The episode, The Invasion of the Empire, episode 12. Uh, I'm Mick from Atlanta, and uh, I'd like to confess that I am addicted to Hades 1.0. I never played any of the previous versions, but I can't fucking stop. And uh, it's good and it's bad because I can't stop. Okay. And I'm Kevin from Flint, Michigan, and... I can't stop playing old video games. I'm in the middle of Mario 64. The game is still good and the camera's still bad. I, listen, I booted that up and I had higher hopes for that camera. I thought that camera was better than it is. It, no. Oh boy, it is a bad camera. Uh, I maintain the best version of Mario 64 is Mario 64 DS. I will not be taking any further comments. <laughs> Solid riddle. Wario only. Um, I'm Molly. I'm from Pittsburgh, and I should be playing Animal Crossing, but instead I have sunk all of my time into the Egretsuko match three phone game and have no life at all. But you do get to watch little free mini episodes, so I think it's worth it. And that's totally that's worth it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh,. My name is Alan. I'm in New Jersey, and I am not taking any of your shit, Matt. You will watch this Yakuza. You will get into this, whether you like it or not. It's not happening, I bro. didn't get this ink on me just so, to let you not get away with this. It's on sale. You link a 15-minute video, expect me to watch it. Come on. 
<laughs> Bro, listen. It's so good. One. I mean, two. 15 minutes is a lot to say. This is the intro to the series. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I don't know. I watched um, Cyber Shell do an hour-long video about Chow, so... I also watched that. Um, and... I've actually shared multiple times an hour-long video about Yakuza that is, like, why it's good, basically. Oh, the one from, uh, from iPad Wolf? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's a good one. And Matt will never watch it, I'm sure. You can also listen this, so the iPad Wolf one you can listen to while you're driving. Uh-huh. Or walking. Mm. Or no one wow. does that anymore. I literally or, or only... Playing... I literally only listen to things, watch a lot of this stuff when I'm not paying attention to it visually. Yeah. I guess I was introduced. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt and I hate Yakuza. Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, luckily we're in a podcast that's about 80% Yakuza memes. Um... <laughs> So that's good for for everyone here. Um, yeah, so man, uh, we've been on a pseudo hiatus for multiple reasons, but we're back. Um, you you guys probably won't notice because I haven't put any of these episodes up yet. And, uh, Even if you me, did, I'm, there wouldn't be anybody I'm, listening. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so that is Anime Talk uh pre-anime talk uh, <laughs> and now we'll start the real anime talk i guess that was real anime talk too uh well anyway so here we are here we are once again uh heading into the planet and town of highness and polis mm-hmm. uh the planet's highness and i guess but you know um and we kind of get like a, a quick brief on the state of the Three Planets Alliance. Uh, everyone's excited because Yang took Isserloin. The, uh, some of the shots we see here are just the Patriotic Knights Corps just holding rallies in the street. They just got their, you know, their truck blocking traffic and people listening to them, which is pretty bad, in my opinion, uh, to just have that. That would be like if there were just clan rallies here all the time, which there probably there are, I guess, but not in like the main cities <laughs> on the streets. I mean, blocking traffic. What you mean, like a fully armed militia roaming the streets of a, of a yeah, town? Okay, all right, all right. I was thinking they, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, that is happening. We live in a hell world. It's true. <sighs> Okay, so yes, we are exactly at the same state of fascism <laughs> as the Free Planets Alliance, which, uh, considering the rest cool. of this episode, isn't a good spot. Is not a good spot. That's so cool. <laughs> it's like I'm living in an anime. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we've all you always know wanted this, right? Silver lining, guys. Silver we did it. <laughs> we became anime. <laughs> We just picked the wrong one, y'all. <laughs> this isn't the one we should have chosen to live in. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas, the different doors. We just went in the wrong door. Yeah. Should have gone on the Pokemon door. Yeah, I voted for Fruits Basket, personally. Mm. Uh, I voted for Krang. 
or for what? Kodos. I'm sorry. I voted for Kodos. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. Simpsons joke. Don't blame me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Do you want to talk about these Lego cars, Alan? I was gonna or... wait until you uh, finish your, until we actually get a little bit past the uh, the hell world okay. analogy. <laughs> Well, I don't think that's going to end anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, like, this, this whole fucking episode, dude. Yeah. Like, the parallels to our current society are 100%. We're we're in it. Yeah, I think it's Man. interesting that it's, like, it's clearly commenting on 80s society. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, we're just repeating the 80s now. It's mm-hmm. just—it's yeah. not even like this future thing that we have to look forward to. It's like, oh no, it's just commenting on a thing that already happened, and we're redoing it because we're idiots. <laughs> That's correct. I feel like the—I feel like this. This is something I should look up. Uh, what the Japanese political history, political climate was at the time. Because, I'm interested uh, in that. Because it, it was probably similar because of the like big 80s tech rush or whatever in japan where they were all rich as fuck and then there was a big crash but i imagine the ones who got rich as fuck were similarly shitty as our rich as fuck people that we have now um and and paid off their governments in ways that also (laughs) resulted in things but maybe not maybe not maybe that's um okay well anyway so narrator intro is over <laughs> tell us about lego cars <laughs> so if you like the first like literally as soon as they get done like talking about they're finishing up their pan to do the narrator intro in the show like they've got all these dumb little lego cars on the highway that's and that's what's breaking down it's like it's the silliest designs you got like one is like literally just triangle there's another one that's a couple that are basically just homers really it looks like the homer took a lot of inspiration from this show i'm not gonna lie <laughs> just lots of literal bubble cars and i think there's a pope mobile in there somewhere too yeah no those definitely look like the the little single piece cars you'd get in lego kits or something yeah but yeah, so we kind of we kind of zoom in through some of these Lego cars into one particular Lego car uh, where I misidentified someone when I was writing these notes. <laughs> but it's uh, Yang Kazern and Sidele are uh, being driven down the interstate by their uh, autonomous vehicle because everyone has autonomous vehicles. Uh, they're kind of just like. Oh yeah, we're going to this war meeting. Ha ha, it's great. Uh, and then the car stops. Uh, Yang, as the lowest ranking member uh, here, I think he's maybe he's higher than Kazern. I'm not no, sure. No, he's got to be higher than Kazern. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, Yang takes the initiative, gets out of the car, and says, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, when a traffic cop who's standing there uh, get runs up is starstruck and uh because it's yang i mean his pictures everywhere and uh explains that the the system went down the computer system um and uh at this point uh Cezern and and 
and Sidile get out and they're like, well, how long is it going to be? And uh, something that weirded me out here is uh, the fact that the traffic cop recognized Sidile just mm-hmm. because I can see recognizing Yang because his pictures all over the place. I wouldn't recognize like the um, secretary of defense or something, mm-hmm. which I feel like Sidile is kind of on par with. Yeah, the joint chief, the chiefs of staff or. Right. Like yeah. I would not a single one of them would I recognize. Um, but anyway, so uh, they're like, it's four hours. And because they're military, they're just like, oh, well, we'll just order a helicopter to a nearby park. <laughs> and then they direct the cop to go order it for them <laughs> and then start just like, OK, let's just walk to this park. <laughs> Uh, because this traffic jam is just completely fucked. It is the entire interstate fully stopped. Um, something is not controlling these autonomous vehicles anymore. It is a light dusting of snow in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I will not get into that. <laughs> I mean... I did think it was pretty funny. I remember sitting there watching the traffic jam and being like, you guys are in the future. You can just like take off in a spaceship from like a sitting position. Why don't you just Uber yourself a hover car and move on with your life? And then they do. They they call up a helicopter on their phone. Just like, yep. They're like, oh, this actually isn't that big of, an, of a deal. We'll just, we'll just call the helicopter. Um, so that's good. So one computer is controlling all of traffic. What what's the deal here? What's broken? So that's what they said here in a later scene with Rebello or Labello. Um, we'll get to that. Um, he's like, well, you know, it's not a, the computer's fault, right? It's that we don't have anybody fucking skilled doing anything because of endless wars for 150 years, which that was a good mm-hmm. thing that they brought up. Yeah, it sounds like mm-hmm. something broke and no one's around to fix. It's going to take them four hours to get a technician from <laughs> who knows where. Right. Something like that. I, when I initially saw this, I thought it was like sabotage or something <laughs> uh, to like prevent people from getting to these meetings that the rest of the episode's about. But there's no real implication of that. I just, no. for some reason, that was my first thought. I was like, oh shit, somebody's trying to shut them down so they can't get to this meeting but like the cars themselves they're like shut down they, they they're not capable of driving on their own i think that's what it seems like <laughs> they have wheels you think someone you would have just like a manual mode but right maybe not and i mean we've seen them in manual yeah. mode because uh uh what's his name when they attacked the dusty dusty uh came up and when they went and picked up jessica yeah well right now in pittsburgh or at least like over the last few years they've been testing those driverless ubers Mm -hmm. and the cars this is their test city and i guess if you gave it like 200 to 5,000 years whenever this takes place like maybe everyone just forgets how to drive maybe you do just sit there and you're like well this is my life now. I guess hmm. I'm going to sit in this car for five hours. Well, there's also a standpoint of with the number of cars shown here. I mean, it's 10,000 plus cars mm-hmm. stopped on this interstate just to get them all moving again is going to like that's going to take longer than four hours to clear the traffic mm. jam anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Maybe they I mean, should have invested in a robust public transportation system. <laughs> just saying. At the same time, it did not be every single car that's you know that the the system didn't go down went down to. I mean, you know, realistically speaking, there's what three, maybe four lanes of traffic. Mm-hmm. All you need is to stop f- is five to ten cars at most mm-hmm. to completely die, and that's it. You can block up block up the entire grid. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe it's like a a traffic light got fucked up. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a, a, a set of signals that the cars receive got fucked up. So there's a certain point in the interstate, which is like a dead zone now, mm. and the cars just won't drive into it. Um, so even if you were driving manual, maybe the car would shut off or something like that. That sounds like some future hell world shit, you know. Brazil. Uh, just pulling on my ass, but, you know. Maybe the politicians yes. should have thought of asking for a helicopter to be sent to them also if they had a super well, special so, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so Trunix does, right? We see Trunix take the helicopter, but that that's why I thought it was sabotage initially because it's like, okay, well maybe uh, Rebello, Labello doesn't have the connections to be able to get a helicopter mm-hmm. and they're trying to prevent him from getting to the meeting. That's he true. Doesn't but, want to waste taxpayer money on a helicopter <laughs> just for him. As a secretary of the economy. <laughs> right. He's like, no way. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so let me get through that, I guess, because we're in this traffic jam, really, for uh, a lot of these next scenes, anyway. Uh, on the on the way to the park, they're walking down the interstate, and they see uh, this guy arguing with... Uh, someone or just yelling at his car i'm not really sure what he was doing but he's yelling and siddele walks up to him and turns out they know each other turns out that siddele is head of the military not really but close enough very close to head of military and this guy joanne Ribello, labello um I don't know which one we. I don't know if we want to have that argument now That's, it was referenced i mean it's um, his introduction why not yeah yeah, Rebello. Take it away. Where did Rebello? you get that name? Labello or Rebello? Uh, Matt, for the one you just posted in the Discord. What? Sure, I have no get idea. That because that's actually the right way to do it. That's actually the correct yeah. one. I I don't remember. I made this like four weeks ago when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Portuguese, right? Yeah. Theme. Okay. So how do you pronounce it? Joao Robelo. Joao Robelo. Okay. Or <laughs> Joe or Joe Robello. <laughs> yeah. It, I, the Joey Rebello. VRV translation <laughs> said Joanne Labello. Yep. So <laughs> yep. I uh I'm I don't think that's the one. <laughs> I think that's that's a bad one. <laughs> You guys know how there's that meme floating around right now about how all like wealthy 1920s capitalists look the same, and it's like Tony Stark's dad and a few other people, <laughs> and then it's like Walt Disney. <laughs> That's what he looks uh-huh. like. Yeah, he does. He does. He looks exactly like that. It's the, and the mustache. Thin mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That thin mustache is is it? Yeah, that's a Howard Stark. I've ever seen mm-hmm. those. Yeah. 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 Totally. But also, the name Joanne, J-O-A-N, exists as well. 
So like okay. So like really the two differences are one's a poorly a poor mistranslation of a Spanish based name, and the other one's a poor mistranslation and a so, the spot on translation of the Portuguese name. I was talking about this with a friend. We took Japanese together in college and um, we, had some Japanese friends through uh, high school and college, and. He brought up an argument that we had with our Japanese friend in college about uh, katakana names being a lossy uh, format. Yes. It's like saving something as a JPEG because when you uncompress it, right, it could go multiple different ways Um, in the same way that you would not get uh, J-O-A-O. Uh, or you could get J-O-A-O from the way the katakana is written. Um, or, you know, you would get that katakana from J-O-A-O. From J-O-A-N, it ends up being the same one. Um, and Joanne, just J-O-A-N-N-E, also ends up being the same uh, katakana because it's all... They have a uh, limited number of sounds, basically, for each vowel. And that's how it's written. So... Um, dope knowledge. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We like solve the mystery of the weird naming. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's that's why one these two translations have very different takes on it. You know, that's also why you get like the easiest way to look at it is R and L, mm-hmm. since the there's no uh, there's no specific of either. It's both in Japanese. Um, that's the easiest way to look at it, but it also applies to, to this. So, uh, anyway, it's, it's a bad language for foreign names, <laughs> uh, is, and this show is full of foreign names. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Not gonna lie, also he looks more Portuguese than Spanish. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. So, like, I'm very tempted to go with Joao. I mean, that's Joel. what it says on the screen. Let's just do it. Joanne. Mine says Joanne. But oh, I, 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 I yeah. made that one. Just that Oh, <laughs> okay. I mean... I refuse to call him Joanne, so I made my own <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> it's just title, right? Good, it's not good. weird. I can accept that. <laughs> that's not weird. That's not... It's not weird at all. We're just going to pretend that's what was in the anime yeah. from there. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. And again. You know in the original they just don't have these title cards, right? And you just have to fucking guess and deal with it, right? There you go. They added those for the... the Small-brained Americans. y'all are watching. <laughs> and no, it's not even the official one. It's oh. not in the official one not either. Not the verb one? Bro. No. That's awful. Because, <laughs> like... I have issues with uh, mm-hmm. with the. Can you imagine if Game of Thrones did this? Shit? <gasps> I can't because no. I've never seen it. Like the number of people I know who would watch episodes multiple times, especially at the beginning, to get people's names down, is more than zero. Yeah, mm, I know. So. I wish every show would do this. Would give us title cards. We can't right? yeah. <laughs> I love this. Like this is a great fucking idea. Yeah. Especially if your cast is more than ten people. Mm-hmm. Like come the fuck on. You need title cards. It's That's like, one of the only things yeah. that they teaser. They they knew teaser. I don't speak German. Did right. Mm. Except again, it was just the random fan translators mm. who did it right. And it's yeah. so much easier and less like 
annoying to just put a title card instead of mm-hmm. what they normally do and is like, oh, hey, you're so-and-so, you're so-and-so, <laughs> right. so and blah, 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 we know you because of this, exposition, exposition. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. And anyway, uh, so... Uh, much in the way that we are yelling about nonsense, uh, Jao Rubello, Jao, Joao, Joao, sorry, Joao. Just call him Rubello. Rubello, Secretary Rubello, the Treasury Secretary uh, of the High Council, uh, is yelling about nothing uh, slash about this traffic jam, which he has no way to get out of, uh, until Sidele comes up and says, "Hey." We were buying a helicopter or renting one or whatever. Really, it's free because we're military. But come on, let's go. Let's go, bud. I used to know you. We grew up in the same neighborhood or something. Um, and uh, turns out the reason Rebello needs a, uh, a helicopter ride is because there's a high council meeting at the same time as the uh, military meeting that Yang, Zedele, and uh, Kazern are headed off to. So they bring him along. And Molly, uh, more logistics of of uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> future society. I, I said my piece about it. Apparently they just have an app that they can call a helicopter mm. up on a whim. And maybe... Oh, flunky. Yeah. They should just do an Airbus or something and they could pick up everybody. <laughs> Of that traffic jam. <laughs> That's true. You know, although it wouldn't fit, you know, they'd have to they'd have to park it very far from this traffic jam. <laughs> those those big boy Airbuses are are a lot. They at this point they should just get a moving walkway like in an airport and just have like ones going throughout the entire city. True, mm-hmm. public transportation <laughs> in its most pure form, a moving floor. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so uh, they they get in the helicopter and start flying off towards the our giant statue of Ale Heineson that we see at the beginning of every time we come to this planet. Um, it, it is framed interestingly between <laughs> this strange building, the half pipe, the half pipe building. <laughs> it's like a reverse half pipe. It's the X Games are going on in front of it. Yeah. It's it's or I guess it's a it's two quarter pipes and the backs of each are to each other instead of the bottom being connected the tops are connected. Tony Hawk, and, future skater. <laughs> yeah, and Heineson's statue is framed far away, but in the middle of this half pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they're headed towards that building. Um, uh, and they drop Rebello off. Uh, Sidele is like, hey, man, just because you're voting on a war thing doesn't mean all the soldiers like war, okay? And Rebello is like, oh, don't worry, bud. I know. And then we see Trunix land because uh, he has the opposite opinion. He is a shithead. Uh, Trunix sucks. Uh, and in a different helicopter, he gets out, runs into this high council meeting as well. Uh and uh, Sidele, uh Yang, and Kazern fly off and start musing about a democracy that even has a high council. Is that really a democracy anymore? Blah, blah, blah. And as we're about to find out, no. <laughs> uh, 
I still can't believe that they let him wear a tan suit to get off the helicopter. I know. Isn't that isn't that like the mark oh of the God. devil or something? Like that's what people were super upset about eight years ago. <laughs> the mark of the devil is uh, being black in those people's minds. <laughs> that's true. Actually, <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. It's just not being white. Because I'm hey. also the devil, and I'm definitely not black. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're you're correct. Yeah. So. Uh, what we've been putting off with this last tangent is the high council meeting. Um, the first time I wrote about this, I wrote like an entire page because holy fucking shit, uh, this shit is wild, but I will go off of my lesser notes for good reason. Uh, there's 10 people at this round table. I guess they're supposed to all be equals, although there is a chairman. So whatever. Um, they begin discussing the idea of invading the empire, uh, and Rebello uh, Rebello chimes in very quickly before he can let momentum get away from him, and says, "Hey, we should really not fucking invade, you idiots! It's really fucking expensive to invade the only other country that exists um, and is as large or larger than our country and has better military might and etc. Maybe we shouldn't do that." And uh, another guy, Wang Lewis, uh, chimes in and says, also, we don't have any eligible men left in our country at all because of all of the war efforts that have been going on. Maybe we shouldn't fucking do this, actually. But uh, the heir to the Windsor fortune, uh, Cornelia Windsor, I at least assume she's the heir to the Windsor fortune, but that could be a lie. Um Chimes in and says, uh, oh, ho, 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 how dare you? If every citizen of this country died in order to result in the freedom of the empire, it would be worth it. And uh, uh, this is very much America 2020 vibes here. But oh my, she's. <laughs> It's Margaret Thatcher. I googled pictures of both Margaret Thatcher and Hillary Clinton wearing pink pantsuits. She is wearing a pink pantsuit, which I did not mention. Molly, 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 Molly. Yeah. Do you believe that Margaret Thatcher had girl power? Oh my god. I know the meme and it makes me want to vomit and bleed out of my ears. I'm going to read this set of things Matt just posted. Oh yeah, this is great. Actually, I think the last one is the first one. Yeah, order, is this in backwards order or is it? It might just be. The... I just batch oh, yeah. uploaded it's them. In backwards order. <laughs> okay, uh, it's our great duty to topple despotic governments. We can explain it to the citizens and appeal to their patriotism. We have a noble obligation to overthrow the galactic empire. It's our duty to save the human race from the menace of that oppression. This is no time to become intoxicated with cheap humanitarianism. Which... You gotta stop the Soviets. <laughs> nope, <laughs> fucking stop crazy. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Venezuela. Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> Closer to Weimar, Germany. So, they say later in the episode that Fork... God, 
fuck fork that fork <laughs> went through back channels to submit his proposal do you think this it was her do you think she's the back channel it wouldn't surprise me. They definitely are of the same vibe of blind patriotism <laughs> or seemingly blind patriotism for personal gain, so it would make sense. It's either her or Trude Hill. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I have thoughts on Trunate or whatever his last name is on this, but I don't know. Trunate is from the VRV one. I forget what the non VR oh. one is. Nick. Can you spell it? T-R-U-N-I-C-H-T. Oh. from the German. VRV one. How do you pronounce that? Trunicht is what I say. I don't know if that's correct, but that's what I say. <laughs> I thought it was Trunicht. I don't... Trunicht is what I've been saying. Trunicht. Trunicht. That this would again make goes to our lossy German. Japanese conversation. Yeah, yeah. What did they call you in your Japanese class? Mikusan, <laughs> they can't. You, there's, there's no, you, there's no crossover with American words. It, it gets worse the more syllables it is. Yeah. Right? Like the reason I say Kiriki Ice instead of however you're supposed to pronounce his name is because they say Kiriki Ice, and not hearing the correct version of his name makes it impossible for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And also, it's like the more the more consonants you have, basically, the worse, the more lossy it is. Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, Cornelia Windsor here is a piece of shit. Uh, and then uh, the chairman's like, well, don't worry, Cornelia. As we look at these charts here, uh, if we don't go to war, we're all going to lose our jobs. So going to war is definitely the move. <laughs> and... Uh, Rebello, Wang, and uh, Rebello and Wang are like, uh, we can't just abuse the power of this position to keep our keep our seats. And then uh, Windsor, uh, once again, noble lady laughs at them, says, "Y'all are fucking idiots. Of course we can. Mm -hmm. What do you think this job is?" And the chairman calls for a vote. Uh, everyone votes. Yes, except for Rebello, Wang, and Trunicht, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which is an obvious play and gets looks in the room even about how it is an obvious play. But yeah, so there's a lot here that I did not cover and we all have thoughts on it. So I'll start with the beginning one of the funnier things when Rebello's like, hey, this war is too expensive. Like, if we fight anymore, we will go bankrupt. Another guy in the council is like, can't we just print more money? And then even worse, Rebello's like, we're already doing that. We can't keep doing that. Like, people are going to have bushels full of money. So, like... The Alliance's economy is in shambles or very near to it at this point. Yeah, it's uh, I, I like that as well. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. He's like, I think the phrase was uh, and this is a very, you know, it brings to mind various images that we've all seen mm -hmm. throughout life. But 
uh, soon they'll be trading the money by by weight instead of by uh, listed value. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep printing it with nothing to back it, isn't that Which... actually what happened in a uh, in Germany in post World War One Weimar Germany? I think so. It definitely happened in multiple places in the last hundred years yeah. or hundred and twenty years now, I guess. I always think of Zimbabwe whenever anything like this happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know yeah. that me too. I know that there's, uh, you know, rampant inflation that's a lot closer to home. But, I mean, I have... What do you mean, like, literally home? Literally home. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, you know, I have uh, this rapper I like. His name's 50 Cent, or as they call him in Zimbabwe, 4 trillion. Hey. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and 50 cents, you know, he's an old man. He might be old, but that man is still savage. Like, he might be the most petty person to actually walk this earth. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but yes, the uh, the printing money is rough. And Matt actually posted a gif of Rebello being a sad boy. And <laughs> it's... It's it's a 2020 vibe, you know. Now he joined the club. <laughs> He's yeah. part of us now. <laughs> He's part of us. He's joined us. Oh, I forgot my Voltron part of the intro. Fuck, it's been so long. Damn. <laughs> well, together, like Voltron, we form into Rebello. <laughs> and I'll be the tears. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I'm the left mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm the suit. Oh, okay. The slick back hair. Is someone going to be the other mustache? The forehead wrinkle. <laughs> no, the only just the left, the left mustache. <laughs> Who's going to be the skin? It's getting a little too big for me. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, this high council meeting is very, um, well, there's parallels between this and the later meeting in that, uh, Windsor is just, you know, filibustering about patriotism basically until the chairman says, Hey, who, who the fuck cares about patriotism? We care about our jobs. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Cause he these hearings right. aren't available to the public and they come out and say yeah. that. That's correct. But yeah, anything else here from from y'all? Man, it's a closed session of Congress. Yeah, you know, it's comforting knowing that, like, toppling other countries economically out of some sort of feeling of world policing is, you know, it's just going to continue on in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And like, not to be that guy, but like, uh, Hamilton is on Disney Plus, and this gave strong room where it happens vibes. <laughs> I had the thought when I was rewatching it. So, um,. We're back. Uh, that was our break. Uh, I didn't introduce the break, but it was the break. So uh, you heard the break music. 
so enjoy yourselves. We're back. Um, and now we get the scene I've been fucking waiting for, but like dreading. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like a, a cringe video or something. The slow build uh, and then pain. Or maybe a better would be like a, a thriller, I guess. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, Frederica comes into Yang's office. Uh, and says, oh, hey, it's time to, uh, my, my father, I mean, uh, you know, Greenhill, that guy, Admiral, uh, wants you to come, come talk to him, uh, about the plan that the High Council just passed, because the High Council passed the plan, and it's like, uh, fuck. So, uh, Yang goes in, uh, to, uh, Greenhill's office, which is a much better office. I assume this is Greenhill's office and not just like a lounge or something in some way it's connected to green hill and it's a dope ass room compared to yang's just uh normal room with a desk in the middle um and they're watching uh green hill and an unknown character are watching a feed of results from the high council meeting uh because the press still gets to interview the high council after they vote on things they're interviewing trunicht here um, a younger man is in the room as well. This is our unknown character, whose name is Commodore Andrew Fork, uh, or Falk, if you want to do the uh, VRV translation. But here, we are going to say Fork, because Fork's this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they're, they're watching Trunic's speech about how he truly took a bold stand in voting against this uh, war thing, blah 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 uh and and yang's like yeah fucking betty does a calculated ass move piece of shit war sucks we shouldn't go to war and this immediately draws offense from fork who stands up and and i wrote here he's just fucking insufferable uh (laughs) starts uh yelling about how oh i can't believe you know mr Mr. Yang Winley is saying we shouldn't do this. Didn't he just have an impossible mission that went well? Does Yang Winley think that only Yang Winley can lead impossible <laughs> missions and have them go well? Uh, a bunch of shit like that. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Uh, uh, he's the young conservatives of our dream. Uh, young conservative of our dreams. Excuse me. Not multiple. He's not multiple conservatives, although I guess he is. Uh, what a shit. I hate him. Uh, Greenhill dismisses him. He's just like, get the fuck out of here, you garbage human. He actually says, you're dismissed. But, you know, I can read subtext. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, uh, anyway, and Fort goes and leaves and yang's like what the fuck was that what what and green hill's like he's the guy who drafted the plan he sent it through back channels so that uh it could get voted on in the high council don't you love to see it and yang's like damn the system's corrupt this shit sucks and green hill's kind of silent um and he's like look man you know i have thoughts too I don't get to say my thoughts. I'm too high up in the military to hate on this. And then Green Hill uh, continues to try to push the relationship between his daughter and Yang. 
who is Yang's assistant. I think I'm a little grossed out by some aspects of all of that, but here we are. Kind of similar to the the Empire, like uh, mm-hmm. Reinhardt's sister, I can't think of the name. Her father Anna Rose. sold his daughter off, basically, for status. Right. This guy's like, hey, my daughter's pretty good, you know? Maybe you should uh, do something with her. Got similar they do vibes. seem to at least have a better relationship. Yeah, definitely. Than but they're similar selling. vibes. I got, <laughs> but yeah. I got strong dad vibes yeah. here. Um, but I was thinking similar things about uh, the, the sort of poli- gender politics in this, where it's just like, yep, you should uh, get my girl in with you, and then she'll rise to the ranks of blah, blah, blah. But in a more dad way, and less yeah. of like an Anna Rosa kind of way. He seems proud of her because Yang is like, hey, Frederick is doing awesome, man. And Greenhill's like, oh, that's great. Oh, my little girl. She's the best. Yeah. That's, that's definitely more the vibe I got. But I was saying more like systematically, I feel like this is fucked. Not really like anything Greenhill's doing in particular is fucked. Mm-hmm. Just like, damn. <laughs> This is accepted from all sides, right? Like, this is one of those things. This is one of those 80s Japan yeah. vibes. Yeah, oh, 100%. Right? 100%. This was written in 82, filmed in what, like, mid to late 80s? So, yeah. Eh, right. It could have been worse, I guess. At least she doesn't have, like, a titty window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I still don't really get, like, really negative and bad vibes from this. I don't know, like... Like, I get mostly, like, proud dad and also, hey, you know, like, yeah. proud dad yeah. and, like, middle-aged dad with his teenage daughter mm-hmm. oh, trying oh. to set her up. Like, he's just trying to set up his teenage daughter. Right, but I don't disagree also, with yeah. any of that. I'm yeah. saying more, like... It's your boss trying to set you up with your secretary <laughs> who... Kind of right. fucks, but, yeah, like, at yeah. the same time... There's some nepotism. It's unfortunate that she's talented enough. Like, the fucked part is that he he is her boss... <laughs> And then his her boss. dad is his boss. <laughs> and her dad is telling him to get with his employee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... And it's uh, treated like a joke because it's the 80s. Yeah. And it's it's like, a there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> right. But I do right. agree. Like, yeah. It wasn't like super, it wasn't portrayed in a skeevy way. Right. Yeah. Or sleazy or anything like that. But I was just like, hmm. It was enough to be noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did y'all think of Fork when you saw him here? Uh, well. I like his name. It, did you have as strong reactions as I as I did? Perhaps <laughs> I love Fork. I had more strong uh, reactions to the pink pants I have a strong reaction to Fork later in the episode. This yeah. scene didn't really. Yeah. But. Okay. Uh, my initial impressions were I love the way this guy looks I don't care what his personality is he needs to be on the screen all the time look at those crazy ass eyes like he is just like on five cups of coffee and is like bleeding patriotism like yeah all the time perfect make him a protagonist or an antagonist or whatever you want to do and then later, I had, I had evolving feelings on him. But look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. <laughs> Poor guy needs to take a nap. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. 
Fork is way more tame in this than he is in the later scene mm-hmm. that uh, we'll get to. I still hate him, though. He's the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. <laughs> fuck. There's a lot of hits close to home in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. There, there really fucking is. The what's worse, a bad government, a.k.a. the Empire, or a government badly governed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that line was... And that's I... that's the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay, so that was our first intro to Fork, and uh, Molly, you had something here. I'm sorry to interrupt <laughs> you. Uh, yes, I will, I will step back from the anime filter. I found a pretty good one. Uh, no, that's... So let me see. Regarding um, Truni, actually, not just Fork. So mm-hmm. I could wait until we're done discussing Fork. I think we're done for this scene. We'll get back to him. Yeah, plus that was part of that scene. Okay. Was anybody else kind of confused? Not confused, but... It felt like Trunix had some kind of subterfuge going on where he was just, he was, he had games within games and mm-hmm. they were just like, why did he vote against this? Does, it's so out of character for him. And they're just like, is he, you know, planning something? And at first I legitimately thought that he was, he wanted to vote against it or he, he wanted to vote for it, but was intentionally voting against it to like play both sides in case mm-hmm. it didn't work. I think that's a hundred percent what happened. Yeah. He if it if it was close to not passing, he would have voted yes. Okay, hmm. but then later it's implied that maybe not later, maybe it was the scene. It's implied that he read the he he correctly assessed the situation that it would be a huge blunder and didn't actually didn't want to attach his name to it. That's what I how I took it was that he thought that it was going to be a big fail. Maybe he knows Fork. Maybe he's the guy who mm-hmm. used to get inside or something and. He's like, that guy can't make a good plan. This is going to be a colossal failure. I'm not putting my name on this. I'm going to be the smart one that votes against it. Yeah. Gain more political power. Well, if he votes no, he looks good because it failed. But if it succeeds, he still looks good because he's the Secretary of Defense. He's like, I rallied the troops. Yeah, so he it's a win-win scenario for him. Like, you could see him waiting to see who was going to vote for what, and it was like, he's relieved that he doesn't have to vote for yes. But I think he legitimately knew it would be a failure. And then I was thinking, oh, it just wasn't even that tricky. He voted against it because he knew it would fail. And if that's the case, everybody's... I I was thinking about everybody's motivations in this show and how ultimately it is an anime and it's not Death Note. So everybody's motivations are pretty much right on their sleeves in this anime. (laughs) To to the viewers, anyway. Like, nothing is very shocking once you know their personality types. But this one, I was kind of hoping it would be more like... I don't know. Political intrigue, I guess. I, I think it is I think it is both of those things though. Whether or not he knew it would fail, he voted no so that he would look good when it does fail. Mm-hmm. Um and or if it does fail, right? I think <laughs> Kevin's take of he looks good either way because he's still the leader of the military. Like he's still doing his job, even though his personal feelings said he shouldn't vote for it. He's you know, gathering the troops and saying, Yep, we're going, you know, mm-hmm. like Hey, I had problems with Fork's plan, but the High Council overruled me. Mm-hmm. It's Pascal's wager. 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just I just wanted sneaky shit to happen and it didn't, <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's some sneaky shit in this show, uh, like the next scene. But go ahead, Alan, before I move on. Uh, so this is actually no, I'm actually come, I'm actually jumping the gun a little bit on this. But right now, we're starting to finally actually see what my favorite thing, what the best part of the show is, which is we start by talking about what we're gonna do <laughs> in the show, not as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's what I meant, though. Like, everything is pretty straightforward presented to the audience. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, action. We talk about what action we're going to take. Let us discuss the thing we are about to do. I I feel like that's not this episode, uh, though. I don't know. Like, to me, this episode is a lot more about the corruption of the Freelance Alliance on at all levels right like we saw it at the street level we saw it at um the high council level and we're about to see it at the military level um right right um even when we we must carry out our government's decisions even when we think they are stupid decisions that is the dilemma of the military Mm -hmm. um or at least this U.S.-based military mm-hmm. concept. Um, but anyway, let's. There's there's a lot more to talk to dive in there in two scenes. So very quickly, uh, after the quick commercial break, uh, we had the uh, we go to Fazan, uh, where there's a fucking space elevator or something. Which <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? This is wild. Uh, just fucking wild but anyway uh the narrator gives us like a quick look at like fazan's role as a uh a information dealing Mm -hmm. uh place and a kind of about fazan's history of being uh a subsidiary of the empire but they still kind of trade with both sides so rubinsky uh kind of calls a meeting with like this uh, imperial high commissioner dude um uh, oh also they say Fazan was founded by a merchant from Earth, mm-hmm. Leopold Lap, which I I guess is that like is that also, you know, Robert Lapp's yeah, I was wondering. Uh, ancestor here. Mm-hmm. Is this is there a connection? Probably not. Robert Lapp was just a a an excuse to get Jessica on screen. <laughs> uh more than anything else. He had like four lines in the fucking show before he died. <laughs> Poor guy. John Robert Lapp. I guess he was in that flashback too. But anyway. Uh, so Rubinsky calls the Imperial you know, <laughs> We We can't get in the car just here. But oh my god. I can't. <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean, didn't want to look at this. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, so he he meets with the Imperial High Commissioner at one of his lover's houses, as he calls her, um, who is this redhead chick pouring them wine. Uh, and Rubinsky tells the Imperial High Commissioner that the Alliance is going to send 30 million troops 
to invade. Um, I I like the vibe of this. Actually, I guess it's not wine. That's probably like brandy, mm-hmm. based on the amount in the glass <laughs> and the way they're holding it. Um, could just be bourbon too. I guess I don't know. Uh, but anyway, the the high commissioner is kind of like. There's no fucking way the Free Plants Alliance could handle thirty million people. That's they fucking suck. <laughs> which not wrong, kinda, not wrong. Kinda, <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree with this dude. <laughs> um, Rubinsky is, uh, or the High Commissioner, kind of questions his motives. Like, why the fuck are you telling me this? Rubinsky's like, look. We love the Empire. Have I ever led the Empire wrong? Me? Ever? No. You know no. And the High Commissioner's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So then uh, that kind of heads off, and that sets up the end of this episode. Then we cut to the big military meeting, where essentially everyone of Rear Admiral rank and higher is here um, to talk through the invasion plan that just got approved. Um, plan. This this <laughs> fucking plan. This fucking guy. Fork Fork. Okay. Fork is the worst. He's the worst. He's so fucking bad. So I guess before we get to him, there's like 400 people we're introduced to real quick here. Uh, Siddeley kind of leads the meeting is like okay well uh, we're here to discuss the plan so Kazern let us know who all is involved and Kazern lists, lists off everyone the Freed Admiral uh, the Fleet Admiral LaSalle Lobos the Chief of Staff Admiral Greenhill uh, Opera- who we know already Lobos is the first time we've seen Lobos I think but uh, Greenhill obviously is Frederica's dad uh, Operations Officer uh, Konev who uh fucking i don't know some dude uh information chief of staff bori bor bori borin in 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 bornin bornin jason born uh uh information chief of staff jason born and three assistants rear staff and then we get to the rear staff officers which is all the people doing all the work apparently uh from the third fleet uh vice admiral lufa Luf Luf Bear? Luffy. Uh Vice Admiral Luffy. Again, most of these people do not matter. However, the next one does matter quite a bit. Uh Fifth Fleet uh leader, uh, Admiral Bu Bukok. Bukok is spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> he is great. I love this dude. He tells Fork to fork off. Um, and I love him for it. Uh, we'll get to that though. Uh, seventh fleet commander Hogwood, eighth fleet Appleton. Appleton is redheaded, that's probably why he's named Appleton. Uh, ninth <laughs> fleet is Al Salim. Al Salim, Al Salim, Al Salim, who is just Appleton with black hair, same beard, same, same yeah. face. <laughs> I didn't notice that actually. That's that's pretty funny. Uh, 10th fleet is Ulhanu. Uh, I believe... I might have taken that from the VRV one because the fan one was very bad. Uh, on one of these, the fan one, I was like, whoa, what are you trying to say to me right now? Uh, the 12th fleet, uh, Borodin. 
uh, and kind of sounds like Boromir. And and then obviously our boy in the Thirteenth Fleet, uh, Yang Wenli. Kazern then drops the total number of people on this expedition, which is thirty million two hundred twenty-seven thousand four hundred men. Uh, everyone in the room gasps at that. This is fifteen times larger than the first than the movie um, fleet. I the fact that this plan, like. Looking at the sheer irresponsive fucking ability of the High Council here to approve this nothing fucking plan with their entire goddamn military so that they can get reelected is insane. It's fucking insane. I, I like. <laughs> yeah, believable. It's like it's almost like invading two or three different countries to avenge the deaths of 3,000 people. But at least that is less than 1% of the... I guess this is probably less than 1% of the population, (laughs) too. Uh, Although I don't know how populated the other planets are. We only ever see cities on the main planets, you know? Everything else is like a fiefdom and a village. They give some numbers on planet population in a later episode. But we don't. We could wait to get into that. Okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, that is just. I mean, if this is all of those fleets, like the second fleet's dead, the third or not the third fleet, I guess the fourth fleet is dead. Mm-hmm. Two fleets died in the intro movie, and the combination of their leftovers became the thirteenth fleet, right? Mm-hmm. So. And if the 13th was the highest numbered fleet, we can assume the fleets that aren't here are just dead fleets. This is the entire fucking military. <laughs> anyway, like, oh, my God. Um, so anyway, Siddeley comes back and he's like, OK, well, let's open it to the floor and talk through the plan. Um, Fork immediately says, I want to talk and has like a sentence of I love this country. I'm Fork. And sits back down, like, with this proud look on his face. It's just fucking insane. Uh, uh, Ulhanu uh, asks kind of what the strategy is. He's like, so, like, you know, I I love your military action as much as the next guy, but uh, so what? what's the purpose here? What are our objectives? <laughs> and, and Fork is just like, our objective is to go into military or go into imperial space and Ulhanu is all well uh what are we doing there so we're just going in and leaving and he's like no we will take opportunities as they appear and act on the fly to make those opportunities into reality and (laughs) it's kind of just like wait what the fuck are you saying and he's saying we gotta be flexible (laughs) yeah we gotta be flexible, you know. We we go in with no plan, and then using no plan, we will have no plan to fail with. So we'll succeed, right? If we can't fail, if there's no plan to fail, then we're gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> Victory will come from our blind patriotism, guys. Right. <laughs> so then we get the main conflict of Yang standing up. And saying, uh, so, uh, did you think about these four things that really matter? And 
something that made me pretty fucking mad here is Greenhill is like one of the things Yang bring brings up is Reinhardt's existence and the fact that he's a really good commander. And Greenhill's like, oh, don't worry, he's young. He'll make a mistake. <laughs> and this is this from Greenhill. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Why? I was mad that Greenhill would come up like that, you know? <laughs> like, Greenhill knows how ridiculous of a fucking plan this is. Greenhill's not trying to save face or anything. Anyway, uh, it, it made me lose faith in Greenhill here. Um, but you know, he's like, Hey, what's our plan for a supply line? What's our plan for backup stuff? And Fork's just like, Hey, you, you know, you're just thinking about the bad things. Nobody needs to think about the bad things. Okay. Yang. And then he starts going into like, he starts insulting Yang basically. And he's like, only a non-patriot would start thinking about problems that could happen. Again, all of this too close to home. <laughs> I I cannot believe that you would use logic and military planning to try and say that my plan is bad. Let me tell you. And Bukak uh, uh, interrupts here, and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Because he's an old man and basically has tenure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Fork's like, "Oh, I don't know. It's your problem, Bukak. I'm just here." talking in generalities about how enemies of our republic are bad and we should get rid of them. Yang sits down at this point. He's just like, oh, my fucking God. Uh, and then Fork goes into a nationalistic tirade that we kind of fade out on. <laughs> and like, I, I really like this cut of just like Fork talking <laughs> and just mid-sentence. It's just like, okay, room's dark. <laughs> and... <laughs> Only Yang and Sedalei are left in the room. It's just like, fuck. But anyway, that was that was our military meeting. And fork, 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 okay? If y'all are going to make me say fork, I'm going to say that bad pun every time. So. Oh, you know what's also good? His first name is Andrew, so you could call him Andy Fork if you wanted to. It's just like <laughs> such a weird name. <laughs> like, Andy Fork. Andy Fork. There he is. Yeah. Andy Fork. <laughs> 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 his eyes are so fucking crazy I, can't. I love it it's like it's like a melted contact lens looked at from the side no okay I, I've never seen a melted contact lens I'm just saying it looks like a deformed if we look at the shape of his eyes they're curved yeah. in a way Anyway, sorry. They're very long, broad eyes. Like, they take up a... You know, anime eyes are anime eyes. But these ones are, like, in a show that's otherwise semi-realistic, take up a wildly dis disproportionate, like, horizontal area of his face. Oh, yeah. Also, aren't in the... The eyes also aren't centered. Like, they're not looking in the same direction. <laughs> yeah. To make him seem yeah. crazier. I learned that one from Silent Hill too. Uh -huh. His his pupils are a similar size to Oberstein Oberstein's, um, of which. But these aren't cold. these aren't cold, clear, or cybernetic. They're just shitty. <laughs> he's like the anti Oberstein. He's the anti Yang in some ways mm -hmm. here too, right? Like he's, um, 
he's the the patriotic um in some ways considered to be a tactical genius but obviously not right with government connections in this corrupt society and trying to actually gain fame instead of actively fighting against it he's like wrote memorization versus actual practical knowledge he's like yeah just sheer propaganda spouting off i don't know it's good it's it's a good foil character to add against yang he is a great character who i despise yeah 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 you love to hate him mm-hmm. you hate him he he is joffrey right he mm-hmm. is in some ways he he's hateable like joffrey oh, yeah. is he's a spoiled just looking threat. at his face you want to punch him in the fucking face mm-hmm. very, very punchable he's a spoiled brat that no one's ever put in place mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah anything else here on fork or this meeting that we want to hit because it's rough <laughs> i wrote down a note like they start the term treason starts getting thrown around and then the higher ups are just like accusing of treason is impolite at least in our translation i'm like that's pretty goofy to throw in this <laughs> high military meeting don't be rude i watched i watched the same translation for the first time through but i i rewatched it on the vrv one but i don't remember what the what that line was in particular mm-hmm. i just have this gif up of of fork opening his eyes <laughs> I mean, I think the older military generals were clearly aghast at the breach of decorum mm-hmm. rather than necessarily the other stuff he was saying. Like, they're like, it's okay that you're patriotic, but, oh, you're being so, like, rude about it and uncouth and just, yeah. And I like that a lot of the younger guys in the audience seem pretty bored and... <laughs> Like, just interested in Fork's little rallying speech. Just like, what the yeah, fuck ever, basically dude? everyone, everyone who's leading a fleet was like, this is just fucking garbage. I can't believe this shit. Uh, yeah, we got kind of got like a, a frame of all of them just looking like, God damn it, face and hands. Like, are you serious? Um, but, yeah. Anyway, Fork is garbage. So uh, we're in the dark room. Yang and Sidele are there. Sidele is kind of like giving a brief to Yang about Fork. He's like, yeah, Fork fucking sucks. Uh, which, again, I thought that was Greenhill's take, but I really didn't like Greenhill's response in the middle of that meeting. Sidele mm-hmm. is like, Fork's top of his class. He thinks he's a lot better than he actually fucking is. He gets all of his shit done by um, by words alone, and he submitted this proposal through back channels to the High Council. Uh, he also has a rival who is uh, he. Uh, 
a rival who is really fucking good and everywhere. And Yang, Yang's like, ah. And Siddeley's like, you're a fucking dumbass. I'm talking about you. He thinks you're the rival. And and you're spectacular. And Yang's like, but but I'm not spectacular. And he's like, shut up. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters what Fork thinks. Because he's out there fighting against you. And if you don't know he's fighting against you, he's going to fucking win. So you got to go out there. And also, your new career path is to become the leader of the entire military. Because if you are, then you can kick shits like him out of the damn military. Uh, I have to retire right after this mission. So I hope you're fucking ready, <laughs> Yang. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Acceleration of, of timelines here in some ways. Right. Uh, Yang's like, that's, that's a lot of pressure. I just wanted to be sad. <laughs> I yeah. just wanted to retire and be sad and write my book mm-hmm. and be sad. Have some brandy. <laughs> so why is Siddele retiring? Is it because he knows that it's going to be a colossal failure, and that he? I took to... it as Trunic is trying to kick him out, mm. and so either way, he's kind of got to go. Basically, after this, because um, what he says is he, if it goes bad, he's got to retire. Um, but even if it goes well, he's ceding a seat to Lobos. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why he would cede it. To Lobos, if it well, the last mission he was threatened of being kicked out, being fired, let go if it didn't work out. So, I just an extension of that. Yeah, I took it as he's going to get fired either way, or like his life will be made a living hell if he doesn't leave and see to see or something. <laughs> but yeah, it's not explicitly stated here, so um. But yeah, so Siddeley leaves and Yang's just left being sad uh, because he now has to do his job. The way of which the is, world on his which shoulders. Is, yeah, it's an interesting parallel to Reinhardt, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, well, Yang, you gotta fucking take on the weight. As opposed to Reinhardt being like, I am taking this shit by force. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess in that way, like Fork is a shitty Reinhardt, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like he's got, he is yeah. trying to, mm-hmm. right? right? He's like trying <laughs> to maneuver. Well, tactically, obviously, yeah. yes. <laughs> what if we just bring everybody? Uh-huh. <laughs> They'll never think of it. The flying V work in real life, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so then we're kind of wrapping up at this point. Uh, we see the Empire. Uh, Lichtenlad is talking to a guy we've seen before, but I think is unnamed. He's like the Secretary of Treasury or something. Not named I don't in remember. this episode. No, I don't know. Yeah, he wasn't named before either, but they said his title before. Anyway, uh, uh, they're arguing like, hey, what should... What should we do about this 30 mil? And the Secretary of Treasury dude is like, just fucking send Reinhardt, dude. Who cares? And Lichtenlad's like, well, he could gain a lot of power. And the dude's like, so? They can't he can't gain more power than us. We got this shit. Um and uh Lichtenlad's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. So the narrator uh takes us out with the Freelance Alliance launching 200,000 ships and 30 million people. 
just the scale of this is fucking insane. Um, yeah, and Yang is kind of like staring off into the skies, worried. Uh, and we see Reinhard get the Imperial Decree to deal with the fleet, which is the thing that Fork said definitely wouldn't happen. And even if it did happen, Reinhard sucks anyway. So no problems there, baby. <laughs> Thanks, Fork. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So yeah, that was our uh, that was our Fork intro. Uh, I had a couple section ideas, but I didn't actually do any work on them, so no we shouldn't <laughs> fuck with those. Um, I like that final line, too. I didn't say that. Once again, the galaxy would be smeared with blood. It's like, damn. All to advance. Ominous. How many was it? Eight people's political careers? Ten people, I think. Yeah. Well, they voted yeah. yes. Yeah. They voted yes. Oh, yeah, true, true. They could have signed a peace treaty instead at this point. Yep. We'll go with so, eight and a half because we got Trinic in there. I'm trying to understand the logic behind... I can, maybe there's not logic behind their decision. And it's purely just war equals good for us. But... That's, that's 100% the decision. You're saying of the high yeah, council. Yeah, yeah. Like, the chairman went through the slides and he was like, okay, if we don't have a war because... Um, because we just, I guess, because we just had a good victory, uh, people realize that we suck. <laughs> <laughs> and so they will vote us out. But if we have a war, then, you know, yeah. we, they got to keep them in. I mean, it's the, the Bush, Bush two logic, right? Yeah. The polling numbers don't lie or something. Yeah, I That's mean, I get, I get that they said that, but it just seems like everybody involved kind of understands that this is a bad idea. So it's like... I guess there's a question if Wins what Windsor's actual fair. take is. Like, there's multi... There's, I think we've identified three potential... Um, uh, What's the word? Fuck. Motivations for her, right? One, she knows Fork, and so she's actually pushing the idea through. We don't know who Fork knows, but he pushed his idea through one of those ten people. And the only... The the three people that had lines were Rebello, who, who voted against... Or the four people that we know there, I guess, right? It's Rebello, who voted against Wang, who voted against uh, Windsor, who is a patriotic fuck, uh, and voted for, and Trunic, who is Trunic. Um, right, so it's it's that one, or it's she's actually this patriotic, or it's she uses patriotism to further her own political gain. And considering the state of America in 2020, I tend to think that people are on that third one more so than they are on anything else when when viewing this show through a lens that is way too close to uh, our home country right now. Would you consider oh. money an additional an additional one, or would that fall into the political power? i put that under power. Yeah. Because what's political power for? Yeah, it's probably the political power. I, I mean, if she's the heir to the Windsor fortune, 
then she doesn't need money in particular. I mean, I guess if she was like involved in defense contracting or something and it was making yeah. some sort of profit mm-hmm. off of yeah, that could be another factor. Well, maybe she can give speeches at these like clan member rallies or something. Like, there's got to be money involved somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, probably nepotism, political connections. So if if like Fork is secretly her nephew or something, or even mm-hmm. just like he's friends with or the son of some factory owner that she manufactures her weapons deals from. I don't know. There could be anything. I mean, my take on everyone in that high council room is that they are the epitome of the um, using political power for their own gain. Mm -hmm. Don't give a fuck about any citizen actual woes. And I think that's kind of the point that they're talking about Mm -hmm. too, right? Like the, the flying away helicopter right before we go to the high council is silly and Yang being like, well, you know, I do wonder, was it actually a fair election? Were they actually chosen by the people? Hmm. Is any of this a true uh, representation of our society? Mm-hmm. Should we abolish the electoral college? <laughs> Should we abolish the electoral college? Should we abolish the Supreme court? <laughs> I don't know. Right. What does justice mean in a world where eight people, ten people can decide the fate of 30 million (laughs) without even talking about anything in the fucking plan? Mm -hmm. I guess that's my thing. It's like, this seems like it's being set up as a colossal failure, which would not look good politically if it was a colossal failure, even though it's war, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe the hope is they'll still be in war in the hundred days until the election. Fair. Or yeah, whatever. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like you don't want to vote us out during the war. I just think of all these battles as like one episode. So it's like it yeah. feels like it'll be done next week. <laughs> Half hour battles. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's probably like an extended battle that we're talking mm-hmm. about here. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's their take, whether or not that's how it ends up, right? Like, I don't know, but right. th- they definitely show multiple weeks in the next episode, mm-hmm. just in terms of getting the like crops or whatever. So at the very least, it's been some amount of time. Yeah. Or I guess it's two episodes from now, but anyway, yeah, it's this, I don't like Fork because... He's America, you know. Okay. I'd say Windsor's more America. Windsor's America yeah. more. They're uh, they're both America. They're like the handshake of America. You need both mm-hmm. of them right. for the other one to function. Windsor's like the deceptive, manipulative America, and Fork is the spoon feed me patriotism America. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although, okay, one of my section ideas is who was more fascist this time, the Empire or the Free Planets Alliance? And let's include the previous episode in this. I think it's definitely the Free Planets Alliance. Yeah. 
like this set of episodes fpa i mean took it the fuck away is fascist wonderland (laughs) it is we've stepped through the fucking mirror baby it's fascism all the way down i mean i guess it's it's like only so because we viewed it as maybe a democracy before this whereas the other faction was always viewed as a fascist dictatorship type of situation (laughs) Yeah. yeah, this was the reveal yeah. that it's fascism all the way <laughs> yeah. down, right? Like that was the that was the reveal of this episode. Mm-hmm. Unless you have the um, pre-pants lights, their highest people are actively fascist. Where the head of the empire yeah. is just like, uh, whatever, do what you want. <laughs> and it's his second commands that are really right. fascist, right? Do you think that what's her face, like the Windsor lady? was directly based off of Thatcher because Thatcher was the prime minister from like 79 through what the, like 1990 or something I like that take a lot actually yeah. could be and I mean I mean the parallels were there in those like pictures. I said it feels like we're living reliving the 80s I've been watching a lot of like 70s and 80s movies I feel like so much of it is parallel to our current reality so it would make yeah. sense that something made in this time period would also. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the more things change, yeah. the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for riding this depression train with us oh, yeah. um, into another galaxy, even. And, uh, you know, what I I keep meaning to write down the translation of the next episode thing but it's like next page of history or yeah and the next page turns in the history of the galaxy or something like that (laughs) good enough but yeah whatever something like that but thanks everyone (laughs) all of our listeners bye (laughs) Bye. have a good night peace Captain Dad comes to steal all your food, just assume it's Yakuza jokes, and Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality. All this and more on the next episode of Galactic History 101.